Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the channel, I'm a Reiki master teacher and shamanic practitioner. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007, and these podcasts have been probably going for about as long as well. My work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions, abundance work, and one-to-one coaching and healing and mentoring. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. If you've enjoyed the podcast or you're new to the channel and you want to show your appreciation, you can head over to the website, donate to appreciate, and you can use the donate button to donate as much or as little as you feel called to. All donations go back into creating more free content. You can also share the link on social media, uh, or you can leave a nice review on iTunes or Spotify. I'm not linked to any organization. I'm not going to try and sell you anything. I'm not funded by anyone. I don't have an agenda. So it's just an individual with a microphone and a laptop. Uh, putting some information out into the world, hoping it will assist you. If it does assist you, it's a really good idea to say thank you in any form, uh, like a donation or a review or something that feels comfortable for you. So on the subject of uh, funding and uh, marketing, today's podcast is shining a light on who is funding your guru. So we have seen an explosion of spirituality and gurus, especially during lockdown. Everyone's an expert on something now. And um, it's always quite amazing to me when I see people's comments on podcasts or videos or stuff about how, you know, this bit of content has completely changed their lives or they're going to do it now, they're going to implement it now, or that opinion is something that they're now going to take on board. And it's not that um, I don't think that content uh, can affect us because I, I do think that really good content can inspire us. And I know that when I was starting out on my journey, I listened to a lot of podcasts you know, I'd be busy sort of working away late into the night and I'd have podcasts on in the background and meditations and I'd listen to audiobooks and podcasts on the train and uh, when I went for a run and, you know, I consumed a lot of content from some really prolific writers, really well-known experts in the field um, at the time and they still are considered to be that. And then I got to a point in my journey where their work didn't resonate really anymore because... Um, It wasn't that what they were saying wasn't useful, it's just I'd grown past it. And also, I was starting to see who they were funded by. And that actually this was big business for them, and that maybe they weren't giving us the whole picture. I've said this before, like, no one's really going to give us all the secrets to the universe and all the keys to manifestation that they own, that they know. They're never going to give you the the holy grail, the golden chalice. They're going to give you aspects of it, some truth. And it will be mixed in with some other stuff. And then the other stuff is often distraction. And a lot of these gurus who are sitting in front of a camera and they look amazing and happy. And we've got about three different lights on them. And uh, they've been styled and they're being filmed. And they've got all the audio in place and all the marketing in place. You know, you're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes. You, If you genuinely think this person has pressed record on their laptop or their computer to, t- to give you a message about something that hasn't been pre-recorded months previous and researched by their researchers and then promoted by their promoters, then um, you need to start doing some homework. I regularly get emails from promoters, from agents and promoters who haven't really listened to the show because if they did, they would know that I don't bring guests on the show. Not because I don't believe in other people's work, but because I don't want to endorse anyone's work because then that responsibility lies on my shoulders. This is just me having a chat with you. And you can choose to accept this information or reject it. And that's your free will. There is no agenda here. You're not paying for this. 
and you're not tied into anything, you can press stop or pause at any time and carry on with your life. So I get a lot of emails from promoters who say, oh, we've got so-and-so and they're an expert on this. Can they come on your show and speak about this? And it is all promotion and marketing. And then when I go on these promoters' websites, I see that it actually costs quite a lot of money to take on these marketing packages. I mean, you're looking at anything between uh, five, six hundred to uh, upwards in the thousands to have these promoters basically get you as guests on other shows so you can start to talk about your work, so you can talk about this amazing thing that you discovered, this amazing kind of secret to health or manifestation that you've discovered. So there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes to get this message out to you. But, you know, back in the day when we had our prophets, they just stood on top of a mountain and got their message out there. You know, they just they just did the work. They just went around the traveling nomads, went into communities and did the work. They didn't have a big PR team behind them, but they did have followers and supporters. I think we've taken these terms, followers and supporters, and made it into big business. Why do we need to ask this question, who is funding your guru? Because you need to know who's pulling their strings. Do you think that someone who is being funded by some big corporation or some big multimillionaire is not then beholden to them in some way? If tomorrow they started talking about the stuff that we really need to be talking about, or they really gave us the secrets to the universe, or they really started talking about what's going on in the world, their funding would stop. Their publicity would stop. The marketing would stop. They'd be one individual sitting in their home with a laptop and a microphone trying to get their message out there. It would all stop. You know, a lot of these gurus are multi-millionaires. They've got 20, 30, 40, 50 million, billion, trillion in their bank accounts. They're not doing this because they want to save the world. They're doing it because they... There's not much else they can do, as in they've done everything, right? Everything is, everything is within reach. Anything they want to do, they can do because they've got the money for it. You have to ask the question, why are they doing this? Do they really want the planet to wake up tomorrow to the rules of manifestation, to the rules of abundance? Do they? Do they really want that? Because if that's something that they really wanted, this could have happened a very long time ago, right? But we still have a world where the 1% are ruling the rest of us, and the 1% have the most uh, financial sway and power in the world. And if we wanted to change that, we could change that tomorrow with enough free thinkers and enough, if enough of this information that these spiritual gurus say is the real deal, was the real deal, we could change this tomorrow. But it's not changing, is it? It's not changing. What it's making us is really greedy. It's making us think that being spiritual, that being emotionally intelligent, that... Uh, being on a journey is all about um, these sort of fads, and it's not true. I've, I'm talking about this in lots of other podcasts. You know, you don't have to be a trauma goddess. You don't have to be kind to everyone. You just need to be kind to you. You don't have to use your pain to heal others. You just need to heal your pain for you so you feel better. Um, you don't have to be of service to the world until you know how to be of service to yourself. And it feels like a natural extension to then be of service to the world. Uh, you don't have to, you know, go on a healing journey or come through addiction or uh, come through an illness and then start selling that formula to the rest of the world. Just because it works for you doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone else. You are allowed to do other things in your life that aren't spirituality. And spirituality seems to have become our latest sort of fad in how to work from home. Spirituality and organic stuff, you know, organic candles and um, organic soap, you know. It's like we're, we're building these cottage industries 
because we think that we can make money out of them or we've seen that people make money out of them or it looks really easy. But really, if you're really on the path, you know, it isn't about the fame, it isn't about the accolades, it isn't about the next book. It is just about doing the work at whatever level you're comfortable doing the work at. I think it's really important. Do your research on the people that you follow. Really do your research. Don't just stick to one search engine. Find other search engines that might be a little offbeat, you know. Ask around, do your reading, look at things that might be labelled conspiracies and, uh, you know, kind of wacko stuff. But ask, ask those questions. How much money do they have? Where did they get their money from? Who supports them? Who's their marketing person? Who's their PR person? Who's their agent? Uh, who's their publicist? What's their history? What's their background? Any kind of dodgy stuff they're involved in. How do you know that the story that they're telling you is even true? You know, one of the big marketing ploys that we are sold, um, and I know we're sold this because I was sold this, is that you have to tell your story, and your story has to be one of how you've overcome this great tragedy. And as you tell your story and say it to other people, it's great marketing because people will think, oh, I can be like you too, you know? I can overcome that too. And then that's how you get them drawn into your product. So, but how do you know that this story that you're being sold by this guru is true? How do you know that they haven't just made up that story? They're not just saying, oh, I had this thing happen to me and I moved through it. I think a lot of those stories are true. We know they're true because a lot of times with these gurus, we've seen them move through it, right? We've seen them move through those addictions. We've watched them. We've witnessed them. But how do we know still 100% that what we were witnessing was true and that it wasn't all staged, that it wasn't all a massive PR act? PR agencies are incredible. I first came across PR um, in 2007 and I'd never really known about it before not really like I knew it was a, a thing like a job that you could go into but I never really knew how it worked and at the time you didn't have uh, all these social media things you had MySpace and so these guys set up accounts on MySpace and I watched the PR people set up fake accounts for individuals uh, for characters in a um, a piece of art it was a um it was a book it was characters in a book and they were sort of creating like this sort of fictitious real accounts for these fictitious characters but then all the comments weren't like 90 percent of the comments weren't real they were basically from fake accounts that the pr agency set up to create a buzz and you know i know because uh, i've done producing and i've done marketing and things like that that many many years ago decades ago I knew that all you need to do is create a buzz. You just need a few comments of people going, this is amazing, I really want to sign up to it. And then people see that and then it creates the buzz. And so often what you'll see on social media comments is the first few comments, you know, people go, oh, this is amazing, it's changed my life, thank you so much for posting this. And then the individual who's the guru will reply to them. And so everyone else starts commenting because they hope that the guru will reply, reply to them. And now you've created a buzz. Marketing and PR is all about creating an illusion of something. This person's really in demand. This person knows what they're talking about. This person's story is going to change your life. This person's successful. They're happy, blah, blah, blah. But we don't really ever, ever, ever know the truth. We never know the truth about the person sitting opposite us on the tube train. We don't even know the truth about, you know, our family members and the people that we're married to and the people that we work with. <laughs> you know, we'll never know the truth about another, another individual because they're on their journey and they have their privacy and they have their secrets. So why do we think that we know the truth about someone who's posting a video on social media 
And why are we prepared to give our money to them and give our soul to them and give our consciousness to them? We've never even met them. I find it staggering. Of course we make that leap when we choose a healer and a teacher. And it's a huge leap. And I've talked about toxic healers a lot because so many healers take advantage of that. But we have to be more discerning. We have to ask these questions. It's vital. We have to know what agenda, if any, is being sold to us. What is being sold to us? Is it the truth? Does it resonate? Does it take you to a higher vibration? Does it make a positive change in your life? Does it work for a bit and then stop? You know, what I found with a lot of these gurus was that it worked for a bit and then it stopped. So I followed their book, they did their work, um, you know, the workshop, the course, whatever it was. And then it just sort of didn't work anymore. And that's why I started asking questions, because it wasn't something to live your life by. I think like the basic tenets that our great prophets gave us um, at one point were basic principles to live your life by. And the stuff that we have now is dizzying. And if it's not something that you can see yourself living your life by for the rest of your life, then it's a fad. It's, it's a thing that's being sold to you. This code and that code and the keys to this and just do this and that will happen. And as I've said before, a lot of these people that are gurus and say that they're channeling entities are not channeling the light. They may think they are. They may know that they're not. But most of the time, 99.9% of the time, they're not channeling the light, either through intention or through trickery. Why would you want to get involved in that? So I'm aware that I have a lovely podcast channel and that I have lovely listeners. But, you know, the way things are going and exploding, I'm not going to get on that treadmill and try and compete with people that have millions behind them. I'm just going to do my thing and trust that the people that come to this channel are the people that are going to resonate with my work and with me, and we're going to do good work together. I'm not looking to be a guru. I put this information out there because I hope that whoever needs to hear it will hear it and will start questioning, and it will be right for them. And I know that many, millions, will never question and will be lost in this kind of mire of looking for their salvation outside of themselves. The guru is within. The guru is you. And if you're constantly looking for it in someone else, and feeding hungrily often, you'll always be hungry. You'll never be satisfied because you've not learned how to feed yourself in any given moment. It's a challenge and it's difficult. Of course it is, and that's why we do the work. And it's important to be inspired by the people. And Sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, yep, that was brilliant. That got my brain thinking. It got me analytical. You know, it's good. I'm not saying don't do these things, but do them with uh, an awareness Everyone's got an agenda. Everyone has an intention. In shamanism, it's called intention. You don't do a shamanic journey without an intention. You have an intention for the healing. We all have intentions in life. We don't just, it's rare that we just leave our homes and go, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk and then just aimlessly wander. I mean, we might do that, but we still have an intention. The intention to cross the road, the intention to uh, stay out of the rain, the intention to be back by a certain time. Otherwise, what would happen? And I think often we embark on... Uh, spiritual practices or we uh, connect with uh, gurus and we have no intention we're, or we're not asking what is the intention of this individual when they posted this video or they posted this podcast or whatever it is you know you we you literally do not see what's going on behind the camera and I think for people who believe that the camera is truth which I think a lot of people do 
uh, it could be a shock to the system. Like you, you're literally not seeing how many people might be in that room, how many takes they did, how it was edited, who did their makeup, uh, who dressed them. Is it a green screen? Are they even in that room? When was it recorded? Who scripted it? How much did they get paid to do that? How much did they pay everyone in the room in order to create that bit of content for you? And if they pay people that amount of money, it's because they're making even more money back from the content. How many deals have they done with podcast channels or video channels now to get the content out there? Um, these are questions worth asking. And it is your free will whether you choose to ask them or not. But I can only uh, plant seeds and stimulate uh, intellectual uh, discourse and questioning, question everything, as the Buddha said. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time.